fellowship of the believers. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Hello everyone. May the grace, the peace and the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ be with us now in every day of our lives. Thank you, Norman, for the reading. It, it is always a great privilege to share the Word of God. Despite our fragilities and my weaknesses, I'm very thankful to God for this opportunity that we have to share His Word. My prayer in this moment now is that His Holy Spirit can lead us through the time we have together, as He has done so far this morning. We have been walking through the sermon series that is forward in our faith, and we have heard about individual steps, steps in our lives following Jesus, our leader, if you understand that this is the place you are, or if you are searching answers for the questions you have in your life and your existence. All these steps, spiritual disciplines, have external and not only interior consequences. There are the fruits that we bear. Today, talking about community and membership is my challenge. Bring to us a greater scope of this life, this new life that now wishes to honor, glorify, and proclaim the name of the one we call Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm sure really sure the time won't be enough. So bear with me if I take a few more minutes of your time today. Please be patient. Living together, walking together, seeking each day to make stronger what we have in common and which should unite us. Living in this communion, in this fellowship, in this community, to show the world who Jesus is, being simply the church that he called us to be. As some of you know already and know me already, I need to have concepts clearly, clearly and very clear in my mind and heart to develop any other step in my journey. So let's go. To have in common we heard this before, now we read about this, to have in common. This is what defines community in general, according to the best dictionaries that we have. 1. A group of people living in the same place or having a particular characteristic in common. 2. The condition of sharing or having certain attitudes and interests in common. And the third, a group having a similarity or common identity. 
The first definition we read is probably the one we are most used to hearing or talking about, especially when we look at the place where we live or the people we want to serve in our neighborhood. Community work, community center, community projects, community cafe, and so on. Words like characteristics, attitudes, and interests put us in that definition as well. When we look at the reason for being together, and our main reason is to live in a practical way what we received as God's will for us. But the word identity is the one that most catches my attention. Our identity as the community of Christ. The community that has the identity of Christ in it. We are followers of Jesus. We are church. We are not just another WhatsApp group or simply a Facebook community or any other group in the social media we have today. We are church. We are the body of Christ. It's what the Bible tells us. When I was studying the word community for this time together, several contests were presented to me. Some synonyms and applications and some words strongly related with the term community. One of these words is fellowship with the following definition. A group of people or an organization with the same purpose. Two, a group of people meeting to pursue a shared interest or aim. We have here and around the world, without any exaggeration, millions of communities and fellowships in the most diverse and unusual areas and subjects. One of them, although a fiction, came to my mind, and I think that some of you will recognize this group. Yes, the Fellowship of the Ring. In 2001, Peter Jackson brought, brought to the big screen the first movie of the trilogy based in the work of J.R.R. Tolkien, The Lord of the Rings. It was a broadcast, very, very well done in the movies, in the cinemas. And, like everything, there are those who like it and those who don't. The Fellowship of the Ring was composed by characters from different backgrounds, different races, different kinds. We had their hobbits, elves, dwarfs and men, and even a wizard there. They were united, despite their immense differences to defeat evil. The main point of the story is the common willingness to give their lives, if necessary, for the greater good. Ready to fight, ready to resist, to do everything they need to do to overcome evil. Without any arrogance, Although the definition is exactly the same as all the others, we are a distinct fellowship. We are different. 
Not only us here in CBC, but the church. The church we are part of. Because we are, as I said, the community that has the Lord Jesus himself as the reason for existing. The fellowship that lives to show the love of Jesus to the world around us. In the test we read earlier, in the chapter 2 of Acts, we have the narrative of what happened in the middle of that group that would soon come in the chapter 5, be called to be called church, ecclesia, the church of Jesus Christ. In my Bible, here, look into the Bible, the title added by the editors of the NIV, the version I have in front of me, is the fellowship of the believers. Maybe it could be the title of our sermon this morning, of the, 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 the things we are talking here today. What we see here is a perfect example of what we want for our community, for our church, for our fellowship. fellowship. The Greek word that Paul, the apostle, the writer of the book of Acts, he uses for this passage is koinonia, or koinonia, if you prefer. It's the best way to express feelings and attitudes in this journey with everything in common. Everything in common. Fellowship is the word we have translated to English as koinonia. To get to this point, something wonderful had to happen in the lives of those people. They heard the message of repentance of their sins and the salvation in Jesus Christ. They experienced the power of the Holy Spirit in their lives. They were baptized as a demonstration of their individual commitment to the Lord. And they were now living a new life, an abundant life. A life with the love of Jesus as the most important for them. And we can see this if we read the previous verses of the chapter 2 of Acts. Yes, they've changed. They were transformed. They were called out of the world they used to live in. This is the meaning of Ecclesia. Although they continue to live in the same place, they were now living in a different sense. Their values, their expectations, their hope, their attitudes toward the society around them now were different. The verse 42 says, they devoted themselves to, to the basic of the Christian faith. And I'm sure, I know that most of you have heard this many times. They devoted themselves to the basic to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, breaking of bread and prayer. They devoted themselves. Verse 43 tells us that with this way of life, living again the basic of the faith, they were all, everyone, full of awe, full of fear 
They understood who God is, who Jesus is. They experimented the presence of the Holy Spirit. They didn't try to teach God. They obeyed God in their day-to-day -day life. And they lived wonders and miraculous signs. They lived, they saw, they experienced wonders and miraculous signs. The verse 44, we have the definition of community. The same we read from the dictionary, the same words we read, we read before. They were together and had everything in common. This is community. It's what we are talking about. In verse 45, we can see that they were much more open to giving than concerned with receiving or having for themselves. They were giving not only material things, not only money, food, clothes, but sharing love, ready to encourage each other, support, and maybe just pray together. Just be a shoulder to someone's cry. I now remember Paul's John words when he warned us not long ago that the book of Acts is narrative and not normative. There is no order here, nor commandment here for you to tell everything you have, to sell everything you have. No. But one priority principle to be taken as an example. What is our priority? Where is our heart? What is our priority? In verse 46, we follow their daily routine. Again, with the basic of faith. Every day. But here, two words, new words, stand out to our eyes as a consequence of the way they lived. With glad and sincere hearts. Glad and sincere hearts. Two attributes that we need to have in our hearts, in our lives, every day of our lives. Glad and sincere hearts. Verse 47. Here we have the cherry on the top of the cake. I could jump here. I could feel all this warm in these phrases, in everything that happened there. Those people living that way, with glad and sincere hearts, they were praising God. They were praising God. And the impact they had in the society around them was unbelievable. It was different. Much more than just a style of life. It was contagious. They had the favor of all the people. And this end is amazing. God, the Lord, added to their number daily those who were being saved. It's God's work. It's Jesus' message. It's the Holy Spirit in action through devoted lives. True, devoted lives. I intentionally left the meaning of this word for now. Devoted. 
Devoted means extremely loving or loyal. That's how it always started in our reading. The verse, for, the verse 42 tells us that they devoted themselves. It's the beginning. Extremely loving and loyal to God. Extremely loving and loyal to Jesus. Not only in their personal and individual commitment to them, to God and Jesus, but extremely loving and loyal to one another. Obeying Jesus' command, as we can see in one of our verses of the year, that says, As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples. John 13, 34 and 35. And I could easily bring the other two verses as part of their lives. The life of these people. Worshipping in spirit and truth. They were living this way. John 4, 24. And they, with Jesus in their lives. Remaining in Jesus, bearing much fruit. John 15, 5. This is the word of God. This is what we shared here. This is what we read. What we didn't understand of this word. Mark Twain, the North American writer, once said, in a joke tone, but very serious. And I quote, It ain't the parts of the Bible that I can't understand that bother me. It is the parts that I do understand. Yeah. When we do understand, we are confronted with the truth of Jesus Christ. So, what do we do with it, with this truth? What do we do with him, with Jesus, with the way of life he wants us to live, with the church he wants us to be? If we want to move forward in our faith, in our life with Jesus, what do we need to improve? What do we need to change? Maybe it's our love for each other. Maybe we still need to learn about that. Maybe it's the sense of unity. Maybe it's the priority. Maybe you need to evaluate how much this community, this group of people, this body of Christ is important to me in my long list of priorities. Maybe it's the devotion. Maybe it's my loyalty. Maybe it's the way I love Jesus. Maybe it's the commitment. Devotion, to be loyal, commitment, good words to move us to the next topic we have today, membership. Again, from the dictionary, membership means the state of belonging to an organization. The fact of being a member of a group. This is very general, isn't it? In the eyes of the government, the state, 
the social and legal system that we have mainly in the Western countries. The church is an institution treated like any other affinity group, like the communities that we defined earlier. Frame it, frame it in different areas, such as institutions or charities, and you know, associations or clubs, service providers, and even tourism and leisure, in, other, in others, other areas, depending on the country. To give an example, we are in the same bucket that Norwich City Football Club is in. Or even the gym you go to exercise, when you can go. We are in the same area that they are. Therefore, in order to comply, to comply with the law and walk in obedience to the Word of God that guides us about the authorities, to which we are subject. We have an administrative structure here in the church that includes the name of the people who are responsible for the decisions of that institution. As an organization in this church, we have our constitution, where in the topic beliefs, we make it clear that the Lord Jesus Christ, our God and Savior, is the sole and absolute authority in all matters pertaining to faith and practice. This is written there in our Constitution. As a Baptist Church, in the same Constitution, there is a vast explanation about how we understand that the Lord Jesus, through the action of the Holy Spirit, leads this membership each one of the members through voting in the decisions that are taken to fulfill our common purpose. Glorify the eternal God. It all seems very technical, very formal, very legalist. But this is the world we live in. Although we no longer belong to it, we are in it. Commitment brings responsibility. I think and I wonder which of these words scare us the most. Commitment, responsibility. It scares us to the point of moving away for the membership position. We don't want to be members anymore. Which one of these words scares us to avoid membership? Is it a risk to put my name on a list of people who are responsible for decisions made? Many are willing to serve or always ready to get involved in the activities of the church or always in services and in the communion. The Lord's Supper, they are here, always, but are not willing to belong to the membership church, to the church membership. What is the situation? In the diversity of churches and denominations that exist, there are also different ideas and positions about this topic, membership. 
Even among us here at the NCBC, I believe it is so. Do you remember the Lord of the Rings? There are those who like it and those who don't. I don't think having a name on a church membership list is a requirement for salvation. I continue to believe that faith in Jesus Christ is sufficient, is enough. The only list of names for the Lord's Church is the Book of Life, where all those who were, are, and will be saved have their names written by the Almighty God themselves, Himself. However, looking at what brings us together and calls us to be community, it is a privilege to exercise membership, to have my name there, to be responsible for the decisions, to the life of the church. Belong to a body that is formed by different members and has each one of them to fulfill its purpose. One body with many members. This is the picture that Paul uses to describe the church when he writes to the Romans in chapter 12, as well to the Corinthians in the first letter, also in chapter 12, and also to the Ephesians in chapter 4. A body that works together, both in material and in spiritual matters. When we are ready to lead this communion with membership, we officially say, I want to be cared for by you. Taught by this church, supported by each one of you in this community, and even corrected and disciplined when necessary. At the same time, I say that I'm ready to do the same and contribute with the gifts that the Lord has given to me to bless those in need in our community, in our fellowship, in our church. Membership is a blessing, it's a privilege, never a burden or a purely legalistic issue. I know that we are just scratching the surface of these topics so important for our lives and consequently for the life of the Church. Yes, this is the sequence I want to bring into our lives first and consequently for the life of the Church. Because we are the Church, each one of us. If in the baptism we have a public confession of our individual commitment to Jesus. The fellowship is a consequence of that, in a collective expression of love. Membership is just a natural next step. During this period of pandemic, many of us discovered that church is much more than a building. We have discovered that belonging to a body is much more than having a name on a list. And also, we discovered that for the love of Jesus, there are no barriers. Finally, I want to leave you with a question. Thinking about Acts 2 and the test we shared here so briefly, 
looking at myself, thinking about how much more I can give myself to this community, to this fellowship, instead of waiting to receive and to have to me. How do we, as community, the community of the saints, the fellowship of the believers, members devoted to the body of Christ, how do we could live in a way that we can enjoy the favor of all people around us, being different of what they have in the world, showing hope and love, and with that, impact them with the message of Jesus Christ in our lives. God is the same sovereign God that acted there in that people, in the primitive church. Jesus didn't change and is the head of the church today and always will be. The same Holy Spirit give us power to be witnesses and live in a way God wants us to live. It's possible. I believe that it's possible because we are His church. We are God's church. May Him, the sovereign God, bless us, His church. Amen. <laughs>